0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to United Teachers of Lowell's Straight Talk podcast. This is Amy Bisson here with Mickey Dumont. We're the podcast twins and the host of this weekly podcast produced by and for members of the United Teachers of Lowell. In our weekly podcast, you'll hear about locals, state, and national issues that affect our members. You'll also hear about some of the accomplishments of our members, and we will keep you up to date with news and decisions that impact all of us. You've been called in to your supervisor's offices for a discussion, and in the course of the discussion, the questioning, you, the employee, begin to feel as if the supervisor is collecting information that could lead to disciplinary action or termination of employment. As union members, there are protections in place during investigatory interviews. Those protections are the Weingarten Rights. In this podcast, part of our series of FAQs or Frequently Asked Questions, we're speaking with AFT Massachusetts field representative and negotiator Karen LaFlamme about Weingarten Rights and how a union member has the right to invoke these rights during investigatory interviews. So welcome back, Karen, and here we are again, another year, another reminder about our Weingarten rights. Absolutely. Thanks, Amy, for having me. Um, Can you explain for people who may not remember or be uninitiated, what are Weingarten rights? So
1: your Weingarten right applies... um, If you are a unionized employee Mm -hmm. and essentially what it is, is when you are in a meeting being asked questions by a supervisor and the questions you think might lead to discipline, you have the right to have union representation with you in that meeting. And one of the first things I want people to know is this is not, um, the employer doesn't have to tell you that you have this right when you're in this meeting. So that is why it is so important that our leaders and our building reps and our members understand what this right is, so they can ask to invoke it, um, because it's not always the case that the employer will tell you that you have that right.
0: And correct me if I'm wrong, but if you're in such a meeting and your supervisor says, and now we're going to talk about your own performance or behavior, they're not going to warn you that perhaps you might want to invoke the Weingarten rights.
1: Correct, correct. It's on you. Correct. So your employer, your supervisor, your principal, um, the superintendent will not necessarily tell you that you have the right to have a union representation. So, so have really, a union representative present with you at that meeting. So the onus is on the individual member oh, it's going to, to request that.
0: it. It's on the employee's burden. Mm-hmm. Okay, Correct. Terrific. So that's good to remember. Absolutely. Um, must you ask for those... Uh, Weingarten rights at the beginning of a meeting. So sometimes I would say most of
1: the cases, the employer gives notice, the supervisor gives notice to the employee. I want to have an investigatory meeting with you mm-hmm. about something that happened at work. Sure. And the employee can then ask for their union representation. They can ask for their Weingarten right. Um, to be invoked before the meeting starts. Okay. There are some times that you get called in to meet with the principal, let's say, um, and you don't really know what it's about. And once they start talking, you realize, oh, maybe they're asking me questions that might lead to my own discipline. So in the middle of the meeting, you might realize that this might impact on you as discipline, and then you would have the right at any time to ask for union representation. So it's not something you have to do before the meeting starts. Mm -hmm. If you're aware of it before the meeting starts, you should. You should always go into those types of meetings where they're asking you questions that may lead to discipline with a union rep. But if you aren't aware that it's that kind of meeting, once you become aware of it, you can invoke your wine
0: garden rights. Okay, you invoke your rights, what's supposed to happen?
1: So what's supposed to happen? Let's say you get called into the principal's office and the principal says they want to talk to you about something that happened at work the day before. You ask for your union representative. It's usually a building rep. Sometimes it might be another leader in the union, a president. Uh, Sometimes it might be the field representative Mm -hmm. if uh, the incident rises to that level. But it varies. So you get called into a meeting, you ask for your union rep, per your wine garden right, that person then comes with you to the meeting, you actually both have the right to know the purpose of the meeting before the meeting starts.
0: That's important.
1: It's very important. Now, I sometimes get questions. Do they have to give me 24-hour notice? Do they have to give me 48-hour notice? Do they have to give me notice in writing? None of that is required by law. But what they do have to do is before you go in to answer questions, you have the right to know the purpose of the meeting. And what I tell members, the reason why that's so important for both you, the employee, and your building rep, to know the purpose of the meeting is you can... Limit the scope of the questions Ah. to the purpose of the meeting. What I don't want to happen is a principal say to a member, do you know, hi, Amy, do you know why I've called you in here? (laughs) And Amy, being the good, you know, pleasing employee you are, oh, maybe it's because I did this and maybe it's because I did that. And you dig yourself this hole.
0: Yeah.
1: We want to avoid that. We want to, and, and when we know the purpose of the meeting, we can limit the scope of questions.
0: That makes sense. It does. That makes absolutely it does. sense. And
1: that's the employee's right to know what the purpose is and to answer questions related to
0: that. So say you've invoked your Weingarten rights, and you know the purpose of the meeting is X. Yeah. But the conversation veers off in another direction. Can you stop the meeting once again? Or do you usually continue it? What's
1: that's the- a great question. So
0: uh,
1: I'm going to answer it two different ways. Okay. I think if a question is asked that is not related to the purpose stated for the meeting, the building rep should, the union rep should object
0: mm-hmm. and
1: say that was not stated as the purpose of the meeting. I Can I give an example? Sure. So I was at a uh, investigatory meeting for a member and the purpose of the meeting was to ask questions about a phone call that she had with her supervisor. I
0: see.
1: So they asked questions about this phone call, it's fine. Then management asked, what did you do after the phone call? And I objected, saying that was not the stated purpose of this meeting, it was to discuss the phone call. So they didn't ask, they couldn't ask that question about what happened after the phone call. They could have scheduled another meeting yes. with another notice,
0: with, had which is topic. fine
1: <laughs> with a different topic, which of course they didn't do, yeah. but um, that's why I think it's important. But to answer your question a different way, at any point during these investigatory meetings, the employee or the building rep, the union rep, has the right to ask for a caucus. And a caucus is just a fancy word for a break. Okay. and we do this in negotiations we do this in in labor management meetings but you can also do it in an investigatory meeting uh-huh. and you might ask for a break a caucus for a number of different reasons maybe you have to go to the bathroom mm-hmm. maybe you're getting a little emotional yeah and you, need, you need to, to re- take a break yeah maybe you're getting angry uh-huh. and the building reps nervous about what you might say, and Mm -hmm. you need to take a break. Maybe you take a pause to call the union president.
0: I see. Or an attorney
1: from AFT Massachusetts. That happens also. So for any reason, um, maybe you don't understand a question that's being asked. That's another important thing I tell folks. Do not answer a question that you do
0: not understand. Uh Ah. That's important to remember. It's important in general, you get but
1: sucked in. you do get sucked in. You, you don't want to be insubordinate. Mm-hmm. You want to, to please you. Oftentimes members just want the meeting over. Yeah. But I hear it time and time again. I didn't understand the question and that's what they end up getting in trouble for. Mm-hmm. So if you don't understand a question, you can ask them to rephrase it. You can take a caucus and talk to your building rep about
0: what they me, think,
1: right? You know. What do they? What do you think they're asking? Uh-huh. What should my, you know, what kind of answer should I give? Um, so at any point, you can ask for a break. You can ask for a caucus, and it happens all the time. It doesn't mean you're guilty.
0: Uh-huh. We
1: do it all the time for a number of reasons.
0: Okay, all good things to know. Yeah. Um, so if you need to use your Weingarten rights. Mm-hmm what what are some suggested phrasings i know there are published ones and we'll put one of the suggested ones that we've seen which is rather wordy yeah. um on our podcast website for people to kind of get the gist of it but what what's the simplest way to i think the simplest
1: way is to say i think this meeting may lead to discipline and i want my union rep here
0: and that
1: i think it. that should do it yeah. i really do now um, I've seen some locals have business cards that they hand mm-hmm. out with the phrasing of the wine garden right I think that's a great tool because you could just hand it to sure. the principal or supervisor sure. um, but I think if you can convey that I think this meeting may lead to discipline and I want my union rep And if you can... Because wine garden is a complicated word. I don't expect people to remember. (laughs) It's it's not the easiest word to say or write or spell. I'm a horrible speller. I always get it wrong. But um, so I think that should be sufficient. And I have to say in most places... You know, our principals, for the most part, deal with this Mm -hmm. frequently. This should not be a surprise. Someone, an employee uh, requesting their wine garden right shouldn't be new to any principal. So for the most part, they're pretty accommodating. I think in most schools, in most districts, even if it's not a meeting that may lead to discipline, um, or they're not asking questions that may lead to discipline. It could just be a uncomfortable or emotional sure, situation. Sure. You could be going over an observation or an evaluation mm-hmm. or, um, or they could be handing you discipline, which doesn't give you the right to union representation because they're not asking you any questions. It's really related to the asking questions that may lead to discipline. That's, that's, that's the a, trigger. That's a good difference. Yeah. So, but even in those meetings that, aren't Weingarten right invoking meetings, you can always ask for union representation Mm -hmm. for emotional support, for another person to take notes. Um, And for the most part, I think principals are going to honor that. They want their employees to feel comfortable. Of course And they they realize these situations aren't easy. Um, They're very stress-inducing. They can be very stress-inducing. But I've never, ever, ever met a person who said... I invoked my Weingarten right and I regret it. Nobody says that to me. It's always the opposite. I didn't ask for a union representative and I regret that. That's what I hear all the time. So
0: better to ask for it. And not, Uh right.
1: Absolutely. Whether it's legally binding or not, it's better to ask for it. Absolutely. And I think for the most part, our, our supervisors and our principals are going to honor that.
0: That's great. Yeah. Well, Karen, anything else you want to add into our conversation here? Our annual, (laughs) our
1: annual reminder on your wine garden rights. I just, again, once you're in the throes of the meeting, um, don't answer a question that you don't understand. Mm-hmm. Um, the The building rep, the union rep, can object to questions, as I stated earlier. They can object to harassing questions. I think principals have gotten better about this. I have been in meetings where they do get aggressive, and I'm happy to say I think that's gotten better. the The employer can't pick the union rep that comes in. If there's more than one building rep in the building, it's the employee that gets to choose, not the, not the principal, not the supervisor. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I really, you know, I get questions a lot about, well, what if I've asked for a union rep and they deny it?
0: Can they do that?
1: They, they can. Mm-hmm. I mean, not legally. They could end the meeting <laughs> yeah. legally if yeah. they said, okay, I'm not doing that. We'll end the meeting. And I don't really, I haven't really seen this happen a lot, but where they insist you answer questions without a union rep, but people worry about that. And I'd suggest they not answer questions mm-hmm. without a union rep. I'd rather represent someone for being insubordinate than represent them based on answers they gave without union representation. That's just my, me personally. Um, but one thing that came up in a past arbitration, which I do give when I did these trainings, um, if your principal says you don't need a building rep because it's not going to lead to discipline, great. Put that in writing. Uh-huh. Have them put yeah. it in an email. Yeah. We're meeting at four o'clock and you don't need a building rep, uh, you don't need a union rep because this meeting won't lead to discipline. But I haven't put it in writing. Yeah. That's the advice I'm giving folks now. Yeah. And so I think they're either going to put it in writing, the principals will, or they'll realize maybe I'm trying to catch this employee mm-hmm. and, and I'm going to have to honor their wine garden right. Yeah. So that's the new uh, piece of advice I've been adding to the trainings on wine garden.
0: Oh, good to know, Karen. Absolutely. Thank you very much for uh, reviewing all of this. It is a little intimidating mm-hmm. but it's it's something that every member really needs to know and have in their back pocket
1: absolutely i'm happy to share and and remind people of their wine and we'll race. see
0: you next year for <laughs> reminder number three. i can't wait thanks amy for having me all right thanks karen Thanks once again to Karen Laflamme for reminding us of one of our rights as union employees, the right to union representation during an investigation interview that could lead to termination or to disciplinary action. Karen, some of you may recall, spoke with us during Season 1 of Straight Talk on Episode 6, and she is a dedicated member of the team from AFT Massachusetts, collaborating and supporting us at the United Teachers of Lowell. We remind our members that should you find yourself in a conversation or interview with a supervisor that you feel may lead to disciplinary action or termination of employment, you have the absolute right to union representation. However, it is up to you, the employee, to invoke those rights. We once again thank you for tuning into this episode. We hope that if you enjoy what you hear, you will subscribe to our podcast using Apple iTunes, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast aggregator. As always, we welcome your general comments and feedback. If you have suggestions for future podcast topics or if you are aware of a UTL member who might be willing to share experience and expertise, send us an email at utlstraighttalk, that's all one word, utlstraighttalk, at gmail.com. Until next week, this is Amy Vissen and Nikki Dumont wishing you a great